Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Like physics in the Big Bang Theory, there are aspects of sports that we just don't know the answer to. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. Yesterday, Independence Day, the 4th of July, baseball, the national pastime. Where in the hell were the Yankees and the Phillies? Just one. I would think easy to answer question, and nobody has the proper response to that. Where the hell were the Yankees and the Phillies? Ken Levick alive the day after Independence Day here on ESPN 106.3. Free ESPN app and on your smart speaker. And a John Levine Action and Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach right off of the absolutely uninhabitable and disgustingly humid intracoastal Stone the Bandwitz Friday Night Lights. He runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. And Tuesday means Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, gracing us with his presence on this Tuesday. Uh, all digits intact, gentlemen. No fireworks, uh, meltdowns, and chaos. If you had to guess which one of us actually Stone. popped fireworks, there you go. So <laughs> let's ask Stone. Direct that right at him. Don't even put me in that conversation. Stone, uh, are your fingers in existence still? Every limb is intact currently. All right. what, what was the biggest <laughs> firework you lit off? Mm, I don't know. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I had a, a couple Roman candles in my hand, if yeah, see, that counts. But those are, those are the. But that's where yeah. it starts, Theo. That's where that's <laughs> where the structural damage can start. So good, he made it through another Fourth of July. Um, uh, but I, I want to ask you, Theo, when you were in high school, did you take physics? I took. Man, was it called physics? I took some high-level science stuff. I forgot the names. Man. <laughs> what else would it be called? Well, I'm just saying. I don't. You know what? I did take physics. You're right. I did. I actually okay. did. Okay, Senior so year. were you good in it? Hell no, I got through though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, physics is impossible. I don't. I was terrible at math, and if you're bad in math, there's no way you're doing well in physics. And I struggled in a massive way. I'm not even going to ask Stone because I know he graduated early <laughs> and his entire <laughs> high school career was seedy as it was. So I'm not even going <laughs> to ask ask Friday Night Lights about that. But actually, you uh, know what? Can I lie? I just remembered actually. I had a choice to choose either between physics and aquatic science, and I picked aquatic science last minute. That is yeah. the proper way to go. I remember and, that vividly now. And you went to high school in Houston, and you picked aquatic science? Well, what happened was I was advanced, believe it or not, in science and math in school. And so when I got to my senior year, I had no other choice but either physics or to take like this random like elective-style science course, which was aquatic science. And I... Uh, I, I smartened up. I think you made the right decision. Yeah. Anytime you can avoid physics, I think is the right way to go. For the sure. reason that I bring this up is because physics is one of the top stories in the world today. The Large Hadron Collider, otherwise known as LHC, has been reignited. What it does, it fires heavy ion particles into one another at 99.9% the speed of light to recreate a state of primordial matter not seen since just just after the Big Bang. This according to Space.com. The LHC is the world's longest and most powerful particle accelerator, firing beams of subatomic particles around a 17-mile-long loop beneath the ground in Geneva, Switzerland. Since the LHC came online in 2010, the experiments have produced 3,000 scientific papers with a range of findings, including the most famous one of all, the discovery of the Higgs bosom, which they believe are all of the conditions that came right after the Big Bang Theory. And in short, it lends credence to the Big Bang Theory creating the universe. Does any of that stuff interest you in any way, shape, or form? I, I actually kind of started dozing off midway through that. Stone, did you pick up any of that? I picked up absolutely none. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what I'm saying. It is international news. It is massive it, to, to humankind to understand how we were created, how we got here, and the conditions with which 
all of what we have come to know what things were like at the inception. But like you guys, I don't get it. I cannot wrap my mind around it. I don't understand how any of that could work. I don't know how this spinning thing and 17 miles long can create conditions that they know were in existence at the onset of the universe. I just don't understand it. But speaking of things I don't understand, yesterday was the 4th of July on Thanksgiving. The Detroit Lions play every single year at home. The Dallas Cowboys play every single year at home. On Christmas, the NBA owns that day. The NBA makes it its true start to the season, start to the public consciousness that there is an NBA season, and they put out the stars and put out the best teams. Yesterday in Major League Baseball, when you think of cities that are patriotic in the American Revolution, The Yankees come to mind, right? Proud uh, fighters for uh, this country, the revolution, the northerners. The Yankees scream patriotism in 4th of July, right? I I guess so, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, I would say undoubtedly. Really? Yeah. New York? Because it's New York. Yeah, and I think after- no, because it's the Yankees. It's the name of the team. Like this is oh, this is northern. what they they called. Well, the, the Yankees were the northern part of the Entire. divided country in the Civil War. Yeah, right. The the anti-slavery. Oh, they were the winners. All right, I they were the, the winners. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, like, yeah. you should be in this. Hell yeah. Maybe the baseball team, and you should be pro Yankee. I'm pro Yankee in this. In this okay. Sense. Okay. Um, now, another another team you think of is the Boston Red Sox because Boston Tea Party, uh, the Boston Massacre, key components, Bunker Hill, mm. key components of the American Revolution, right? Like, Boston makes sense. They played at home yesterday. All right. That's good. That makes sense. Then there's the Washington Nationals. That speaks for itself, right? For sure. Neat, though. So, yeah. So, the Nationals played at home. Good. They got that right. But then the other city that comes to mind is is Philadelphia. Did you know, Stone, that Philadelphia was in the running to become the first capital of the United States? I just learned that. Did you know, do you know what the first capital of the United States was? Come on now. Of course Stone knows that. Hit him, Stone. Uh, Chicago. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going, oh let boy. me guess one. Uh, I'll go yeah. to Williamsburg. Nope, New York City. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not even close. Answer. Not even close. Um, but but the so Liberty Bell, Declaration of Insta- Independence, Constitutional Congress, all of these things in Philadelphia, Independence Hall, Benjamin Franklin, forefathers. The Phillies didn't play yesterday. Wow. So the four teams we identify as the four teams that baseball, America's pastime, they have to play on America's birthday, Fourth of July, Independence Day. Two of them played. Two of them. The other two were off. No Yankees, no Phillies. And I ask you guys, how is that possible? Because I don't understand. Whew. Okay, you've given me a lot to work with here. Stone, it so like- it's so it's I- like this this big bang theory thing. This Hadron Collider. I don't understand it and I don't understand this. So with how much you are upset about it. Did social media, did uh, Major League Baseball media, did everybody, were they in an uproar just like you are right now? Because I'm not going to lie. Of course not. I did not catch this outroar about this is the Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> I'm hoping it's not all Ken. But was there an outroar <laughs> out, out there with the media? Well, it would be an outrage, first of all, and an uproar. You combine those two words. I, I mean, I did. Just for, just for multiple, you know, like, emphasis. He's trying to be very – it's like uh, efficiency of words right there for us. Yeah. So, yeah. I, that's true. That's That was two words in one. And you know what? I'm going to write it down. Outroar. Outroar is now a word that we can officially use on this show. There's our trademark, um, Ken. There there's is the our trademark. trademark. Outroar. Stone Lebanowitz. There oh, we man. go. Um, but but I, I there was I saw it questioned a bit, but I just I don't get it. Like Major League Baseball, this massive corporation, they've been around forever. The NBA gets it right every year on their holiday, of course. Christmas. The NFL gets it right every year on their holiday, and then 
there's baseball. For some reason, America's pastime, America's game, and the four teams, they can even play one another. Mm. How do the Phillies and the Yankees don't start a series or end a series yesterday? They're not playing. It makes absolutely no sense to me, and I don't think there's an answer. I just don't understand. I think it's probably just Major League Baseball incompetence. Well, and I was about to say, man, why are you expecting Major League Baseball to get something right, especially when it comes to, like, viewership or marketability or things that can get the whole country behind it? Like, it's been failing in that for the past couple of decades, or at least since I've been alive. Like, it's, it's like if you go to the 4th of July fireworks and instead of the American flag, the community organizers raise, like, the Belgian flag. There would be no reason for that to happen. Now, there would be no explanation whatsoever here's the unless question. we were invaded by Belgium. I was about to say, if you raise the Belgian flag at any parade that is specifically for people coming to American flag parade, does anybody know that it's the Belgian flag? No way. Exactly. Not a chance. So you might be able to get away with that. By the way, the I believe, here. Stone, look this up. Is the Belgian flag black, orange, and yellow? Uh, yes, it is. I, I, I follow a lot of Belgian soccer. tennis players. Okay. Well, come on no. with the soccer. No, yes, you, you were right on with the colors, though. Even, uh, I'll check because I actually don't think there's green. He didn't say green. I said, I said brown, orange, <laughs> and yellow. So you could check on that. I don't know why you would bring green up. Like, what are you talking about? It is uh, black, yellow, and, and red. red. Yeah, Black, on, yellow, man. and red. Oh, you know, I'm thinking of the German flag. See, I would have failed. I would have fla- failed miserably. <laughs> and Germany is black and not brown, I understand, before we get phone calls about the German flag, okay? All right. But I don't, I don't understand that. So the reason I bring up this thing in Switzerland that's going to give us more insight into the Big Bang Theory is that I hold it on the same level as the Yankees and Phillies not playing. Why? Why? Like, simply... Why and how? And it's one of many things in sports. And I've been doing this job for a long time. Theo, you the same. Stone's been following sports for his entire life. There are things that just are completely ununderstandable. What is something in sports you just don't understand? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. What is something in sports you just don't understand? Is there something you guys sit back and you ponder it a bit and you say, you know what? I know that this has happened but I don't know why this is happening or why this is how it is in all of the years that you followed as a fan or in media the sports world. Well, for me, I can start off here and say I don't understand. I'm actually incredulous about this, how I'm a better talent evaluator than Michael Jordan and LeBron James. (laughs) Like, when it comes to basketball. (laughs) What examples are we talking about here? Come on, when it comes to basketball, I think I have a better eye and judgment for talent of who can be good in certain situations on certain teams than the GOAT, Michael Jordan, and the guy who wants to be the next GOAT in LeBron James. And and you want examples, look at Michael Jordan's draft history, Adam Morrison, Cody <laughs> uh-huh. Zeller, uh-huh. Noah Vonley. Bismack Biombo. Bismack, like g- going out and get. come on, like those guys, the fact that he invested in those guys, stood on uh, a mountain and got those guys, uh, I didn't even mention Kwame Brown. Uh, I, I, I will never say anything in the public sphere, though, about <laughs> Kwame Brown because I'm I'm interested in not getting my ass kicked. You're right about that. I should never have invoked yeah. that name. Yeah. I actually am a little nervous Go, right now. Stone, if you could delete that yeah. from the audio nope. file before we post it as the podcast, I'd like to protect Theo, please. <laughs> please, please don't. And in fact, that wasn't even Theo that said that. I'm not sure who interjected <laughs> with Kwame. I love Kwame. Uh, but then also LeBron James. Like, you think about – Specifically, we could just point to the Russell Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, right? That experiment alone, with all of the data that we had in the recent years, and we've saw it time after time with the Rockets and the Wizards. The fact that he thought that was the guy we're going to bring in here with all of these other non-shooters in LA. Oh no, yeah, that's going to be a championship team. Like beyond that, he's a guy that got the Miami Heat to draft Shabazz Napier. Where's oh, that guy boy. right now? You're exactly right. I totally forgot about that. He said he was the best guy in the draft. He's not even in the – like, is he in China? Is he in Israel? Like, Actually, I don't understand. Stone, could you look up where Shabazz Napier is right now? Because that is a mystery. I have absolutely no idea where Shabazz Napier is because LeBron – Went on this whole thing on social media, best player in the draft, best in the draft, all these things. The Heat go and get him, and then what does LeBron do? He splits for Cleveland. He ran away from the fight. (laughs) 
Like, that is truly, it's right up there. Forcing the Heat's hand into getting Shabazz Napier, it's right up there with him never taking out a thank you page in the Miami Herald, Sun Sentinel, or Palm Beach Post. So Shabazz Napier is currently playing in Russia <laughs> for BZ Zanit. <laughs> and uh, the latest article, as of a month ago, was veteran NBA guard Shabazz Napier leaving Russian team amid Ukraine conflict. Oh, wow. I would, yeah, I would, I would say he's probably not in Russia currently. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. By the way, did you guys know Shane Larkin plays for Turkey? I did not know that, and I love Shane Larkin, man. No that, clue. That guy there, man. Yeah. I, I wanted the best from him. I remember I had a huge argument with, um, it was Christian Woodfield, New York Daily News. Mm-hmm. When the draft was happening, I was, you know, we were going back and forth. He said Trey Burke was going to be the better player. I said Shane Larkin, and somehow we're both wrong. <laughs> like, somehow, somehow the rare double wrong yeah. took place. We both were really too high on those little undersized guards. Like, you know, that was <laughs> impressive. But Shane Larkin apparently is like a Turkish basketball hero and now plays for the Turkish national team, has been given citizenship to Turkey. Wow. So, how about that? Let's go, Shane. Uh, I just learned that this weekend. Uh, happy 4th of July. What is something in sports you just don't understand? For me, is how do the Yankees and the Phillies not play on the 4th of July? Theo wonders how he could possibly be a better basketball talent evaluator than LeBron James and Michael Jordan. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. What is something in sports you just don't understand? This is perfect from Mark on Twitter. At KLV1063 is what you tweet to. I don't understand why football still uses a 10-yard chain with all the technology we have. Why does football use old men, generally of Social Security age, with a chain on the sideline when the television broadcast has a laser-guided graphic that tells the viewer more accurately what the first down is, what exactly 10 yards is, and we're using chains from 1953. That is a perfect one. I like the change. It adds to the aesthetic of football. You know, I think that's why they're still there. Yeah. But it, it does. And even as a player, when you would have that 75-year-old jog onto the field, how do I know this guy is it's jogging a, in a, right. a straight line? Right. And, and, I, and I always question him. How is a 70-something? And I'm not I'm not trying to, to crush the olds here. Okay? Sounds this like is it. Not, Both of you guys hate old people. So. This is not my intention. But, Stone, I, you and I, I mean, you especially, you're 23. I'm 38. Theo is still in his 20s. Like, we would all agree, even us sober, we have a hard time walking in a straight line, right? Like, not zigzagging. Imagine 75-year-old man with a chain in elements. What if it's raining? There's no way they're walking in a straight line. Not a chance. And that is what the NFL specifically, a billion-dollar industry with all the – they have cameras in the pylons. Yeah. And they can't figure out how to move away from the olds with the chains on the sideline. Usually how it goes down is the head referee will clip the chain – to where the other referee has marked the ball down. And they kind of do this eye test, and they're like, you guys ready? And that one ref on the <laughs> sideline looks to the left at one seventy-five-year-old man and looks to the right at the other 78-year-old man. And, and, the re- and then he, he holds the clip where he thinks he's doing an eye test, where he thinks his boy at is about 15 yards where the ball's marked, and then he jogs out to him. So now we're trusting three guys who we don't know that are just trying to mark it at the spot where the ball was marked. Who knows if you've marked it correctly? So I'm with you. I love that answer. I love that take. Um, I want to make sure, too, that uh, we um, we protect the station here, guys. So um, here's the legal disclaimer. Anything that myself, Theo, or Stone just said about people over the age of 63 <laughs> is not a reflection, nor are the thoughts of ESPN West Palm. They are those of myself, Theo, and Stone. So feel free to contact us directly. Do not contact our general manager, Stephanie Prince. Can, that- I, can I make an amendment to that? Sure. You said... Um, you called them, quote, the olds. Old. <laughs> yes. And I just want to I want to remove myself from that. So, <laughs> All right, new legal disclaimer from Theo. Yeah, so new legal disclaimer here. Everything that was said in the past three minutes here on Ken LeVica Live, you can attest that back to Stone Lebanowitz and Ken LeVica himself, <laughs> as Theo was just a standby, a, a stand, just a guy that was here kind of partaking in it, but more so as a uh, spectator. 
And, and I, you know what? I'm let's with just, the olds on the let, side Yeah, yeah. So, so in this spot, Theo was pro olds, and I'm he, with the olds. He was a victim over the last three minutes. We'll establish yeah. that. I'll just use the V word. He he was a victim. Thank I, you. I sincerely apologize, Theo. What is something in sports you just don't understand? Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. And tweeted us at KLV one zero six three. And I also suppose if you know anything about this big spinning Haldron collider in switzerland let us know in layman's terms as well because what i read from space.com didn't clear anything up and perhaps i should have found a better source than space.com which i imagine is only read from people who do understand that type of thing what is something in sports you just don't understand 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 when we return joey chestnut Competitive eating, that's a sport? I'm not sure I understand that either. We'll discuss it and continue to take your calls and your tweets. What is something in sports you just don't understand? 888-760-3776. He's Theo Dorsey from WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and he stands with the olds. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. What do you not understand in sports? I, for the life of me, don't get why the Yankees and Phillies didn't play yesterday. I just don't. I don't understand how 4th of July, that's baseball's holiday. I think you associate baseball right with the 4th of July, like you do NBA and Christmas, like you do with NFL and Thanksgiving. Yet, two teams from cities that have direct connections responsible for the American Revolution, which is the reason we have the holiday. Yankees, nope. Phillies, nope. Great stuff by Major League Baseball. Ken Levick alive here on this Tuesday on ESPN 106.3. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. And the man Friday Night Lights, Stone the Banowitz until 2 o'clock. What's something in sports you just don't understand? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Friday Night Lights, I realize I didn't even ask you. I mean, you're, you're the one who played a sport at the collegiate level. And we didn't even ask you at this point. Former D1 quarterback, Southern Illinois, Stone Labanowitz. Something in sports you just don't understand. And again, as an example, I don't understand how the Yankees didn't play yesterday, how the Phillies didn't play yesterday. Theo has better talent evaluation on the court than LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Damn right. boggles his mind. And you know what? He made the case, and he's not wrong. I, I totally stand by Theo's claim that he's a better talent evaluator than LeBron James and uh, Michael Jordan. And by the way, we've learned Shabazz Napier was playing in Russia and now isn't because of, well, the uh, the war with Ukraine. But Stone Labanowitz, uh, you, you played quarterback. Is the thing you don't understand football related or is it just you as a, an observer, a fan, uh, someone who maybe even from a gambling standpoint, what do you not understand? Do you need an answer to? You know what? I need to interject there on Stone's behalf because I think I already have a hunch. Before you answer, Stone, before <laughs> right. you answer. All right, all right. I Because from the outside looking in, I don't understand why Stone Labanowitz is always trying to give a pass to or trying to make up for or, or try and ease on to us these mediocre or just downright in like inability. Uh, well, is inability a word? Like no Definitely ability? Definitely not, but now it is. Inability. In, inability. Inability. Right. So, <laughs> write that one down yeah. right along with uh, what so was it that Stone had So if you're just early. joining us, Stone Labanowitz has created the word <laughs> outroar, and Theo <laughs> has now uh, created the word inability. Perfect. These inability quarterbacks that Stone Labanowitz that always roots for, Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, Ryan Tannehill, I think that's what's the most incredulous thing about Stone with sports. But, but what see, you got, Stone? I, I think I have an answer to that as an unlicensed psychiatrist. Mm. Um, I think that those quarterbacks remind him of him. Mm. Like Stone, undersized quarterback, feels like he never got his true Division One shot out of South Fork, had to really grind, uh, probably not to disparage Stone, yeah. but it wasn't the most talented <laughs> guy, but he had a lot of will, <laughs> and he thinks 
thinks that Baker Mayfield, Drew Locke, are sort of the, even though Baker Mayfield was a number one pick, guys that are sort of poo-pooed because maybe they aren't given the the God-given talent that someone like uh, uh, Tua is. Yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on there. Well, at least. Wait, you did know. Tua? Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. I was wondering if, if Theo was going to jump on that. that one. Don't I didn't let him do it. that, Stone. I didn't get him, catch get him right, Stone. I didn't catch it. <laughs> but, I, you know, I think you're spot on with majority, maybe 40% of the things you rattle <laughs> off. But I, I had written down, and this isn't the one I'm going to go with, but I had written down on my list of things that don't make sense, and that's ranking quarterbacks because I think it's unfair. A lot of these guys, depending on how good you are at the college level, you get drafted to a bum squad with no weapons around you, and time and time again, we try to rank them. But you really have to what you have to encounter for is the teams they're playing on. And and still, like I said, time and time again, we just hold these guys to a certain standard. I mean, how can we rank guys? Like, I mean, I could go through the list that don't have players on their team, and I'm also setting a foundation for when this season starts. Mm. And Drew Locke starts off four and zero, and Baker Mayfield wow. finds himself on his field, or Tua, let alone Tua, and the Dolphins start out six and one and beat the Chargers in week four, I'm going to be like, hey, I told you guys so. So you just want to be right on one of these yeah. quarterbacks. I, I, yeah, I think it's it, it's a good foundation I'm setting. But you asked me, Ken, <laughs> what I said doesn't make sense. And I feel like if you guys could could guess where I was going, you know where it's going to be. And that's why is sports betting not legal in all 50 states? Mm. Well, I can tell you why it's not legal in Florida. Just look at the guy up in Tallahassee. He screwed it up. I mean, there, he screwed there's it your up. answer. He screwed it up big time. But, I mean, it contributes to all the popularity in the sports. It can be taxed. There's so much opportunity for business. And I, I, I was so confused. And a classic make it make sense was Calvin Ridley putting $500. $500 on a parlay. On like a 25 get, Yeah, parlay. and getting banned getting banned from the Falcons for a year when we have guys like Deshaun Watson for and, and until up a month ago was gearing up to play week one for the Browns. I mean, I, I for some reason it doesn't make sense why we haven't integrated it. It's a billion-dollar industry. I agree. Now, you, you realize, though, the reason is because some of these states are going to play the morality card. Uh, betting is the action of the devil. Um, now, here's the thing. A lot of these states see the income that comes flowing in and the roads that they end up filling yeah. potholes and the voters are happy mm. and all the infrastructure changes and all of a sudden schools have money and they say, ah, you know what, uh, I'm going to push the Bible over here a little bit and hey, let's gamble away. What's my next parlay? Um, so for me, Calvin Ridley. I agree with you. It didn't have any impact on anything. He was hurt, and I understand there are ramifications, uh, you know, uh, an active player betting. But I think he's more suspended for just dopely playing a 25-team parlay. <laughs> he should have been suspended for that. Yeah. yeah. And, and in that parlay, I believe, was the Atlanta Falcons. So. Right. I think he yeah. had them winning, I think, right? He, he, he did. Right. He bet on the Falcons. That, that was punishable. If you, if you bet for your team, I think that you should be fine. It, it shouldn't be up for play. Right. Unless uh, like your team confidence. is the Falcons. <laughs> like, if your team is the Falcons and you were silly enough, you were in that locker room. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's a suspension <laughs> for being dumb. You were in that locker room. You know better than to bet on those guys. And, and by the way, Stone, your previous question, why do we rank quarterbacks? It's because there's nothing else to do in yeah. July. Yeah, it's I mean, July. It, that's ultimately the answer, and I'm fed up with it. Like, why are we doing this? Let's wait and see with who's around them, who they play, their schedule, instead of just doing it beforehand because it, it's just all speculation. Yeah. I get that, Stone, but also this radio show talked about the best TV or movie robots for a significant yeah. amount of time on Friday. <laughs> so we can't sit here and just blast <laughs> other media outlets for ranking quarterbacks in July. Well, it was talking about robots. Or the strike zone in baseball. I don't know which one is more boring and which one people <laughs> well, don't want to hear about more. Well, apparently, based on calls, we have an audience that wanted to hear about TV and movie robots and not talk about the strike zone. Exactly. Uh, Rob Manfred, you're doing a great job. Thumbs up. What is something in sports you just don't understand? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's kick things off on the phones in beautiful Boynton Beach, and that's where we find Jose. Jose, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing, bud? Doing fine. Hey, I'm, I agree with the ranking of the quarterbacks. I think it's, it's useless and it's nonsense. If you're surrounded by, you know, uh, less than, than great talent around you, then how can you be rating, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, especially especially the, the, the first-year quarterbacks and those who haven't had the opportunity to play, I don't know, five or six games. So... This may sound trivial uh, and, and maybe un- not as important, but it, it, 
something that I never understood is why uh, most of our uh, uh, professional sports we call them world champs. Like we don't <laughs> we don't play against anybody else uh-huh. outside uh-huh. the U.S. Yeah. except for like let's say Toronto in in the NBA. But then, so they, I have an answer to this. Confusing. Yeah, and I have yeah. an answer to this, Jose, because in the United States of America, we like to just assume that we're the greatest and we are the best. And so if our if a team from, I guess it extends to the continent now, if you're like the Toronto Raptors or the Toronto Blue Jays, but you're the world champion. There, Of course, nobody in the world could compete with this team, so you're the world champion. That's us just being egotistical. There, That's the reason, Jose. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I understand, right? Uh, oh, yeah. and, I, and I think I read some, somewhere that uh, bef- I, I think it was the uh, MLB, Major League Baseball. They used to have a, this store called World Sports or World something, and that was one of the reasons they you know, label it as world champions. Yeah, world yeah. Well, think about it. If but the World me, Series me, was actually, if the World Series was actually the World Series, then you'd have teams eligible from other countries and not just right. Major League Baseball. That's like uh, mm. the World Cup, and the Toronto MLS team ends up playing uh, a team from Mexico. Like, no, you can't. You can't right. do that. You've got to, it's the World Cup, and appreciate the call, Jose. Uh, That's a good one. Uh, and so, me, I'm a proud, red blooded flag-waving American, I'm fine with it. Sorry, world, but if a team from the United States wins a title, they're the world champions, and you can eat it. I, I have a direct argument against both of y'all right quick. Are, are you willing to listen to this, Ken? I, I am all ears. All right, so where are all of the best basketball players in the world okay. playing? Okay, so that is the United States. Okay, so they're all playing in the NBA. So you're the world champs because the best guys in the world. If you were good, Luka Doncic, you would have stayed over there in Euro, you know, and played in whatever league that the Euro League or whatever. But he came over to the NBA. Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, Dikembe Mutombo, Hakeem Olajuwon, Nikola Jokic, yeah, Nikola so- Jovic. Huh? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been getting better, like right. 12 points in a summer league game. Right, right. So I'm just saying, like, you're the world champs because the best people in the world are competing in this versus, like, on the college level, you're the national champs because, you know, you're going to college in America. Like, right. guys are, you know, the best guys in the world might be overseas coming over still. So hear me out on this. Olympics should be – should open up to all professional athletes, every sport. Okay. Okay. So whoever wins the gold medal in whatever sport that applies to the th- that particular country, say we win the gold medal in baseball. Now it's not going to be at the next Olympics, but just hear me out with this hypothetical. <laughs> then for the next four years, a United States team, a Major League Baseball team that wins the championship can claim to be a world champion because their country was the best in the world. Now, I know that there are mm. things like, I don't know, a lot of players from the Dominican Republic and Venezuela, but we don't have to discuss that right now. It's one of the we benefits have to totally of playing ignore in America. That, right? Yeah, just ignore <laughs> that. With soccer, whoever wins, say England wins the World Cup, that'll never happen, and I just laughed to myself. But the Premier League champion then becomes the world champion in the NBA. Yeah. It was uncomfortable to call the NBA champion the world champion when we were winning bronze medals at the world championship and at the olympics but who do we lose to nba players or a couple of them right well mainly those were the guys and also i think the real barometer for this we need to check because i don't know i'm i'm not big soccer guy ken you are uh is the mls team that wins are they calling themselves world champions no they're the mls MLS cup champions all right so then, then we have it right then i think we have it right uh, that is a good one, though. The world champions thing, it, it, there have been. But, of course, when your team wins it, like, you're all in on world Oh, champions. hell yeah. Like when the White Sox <laughs> won the World Series in 2005, I was like, hell yeah, world champions. I never said baseball champions, world champions. What is something in sports you just don't understand? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Leo is in Riviera Beach on Ken LeVick Alive. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I The one thing that I say I wouldn't understand or I kind of don't understand because it's kind of like you can't, there's no way to compare them, is comparing NBA legends and superstars across eras. Yeah, they say they play with, you know, Bill Russell played with plumbers, blah, 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 blah. But a a person with that skill level 
if you put a, if you took Bill Russell and put him in the nineties, or took Bill Russell and put him in the two thousand and two thousand tens, he would still have that size. He would easily just be able to. He would be if he came up in the same AAU circuit as everything else. He'd be easily be good. Right. It's like just it's just a question of how good. I just can't stand when when they try to say like, oh, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird didn't do anything, but it's like. Magic went to nine finals, played against arguably some of the best competition that the NBA's ever had. Yeah, they weren't doing and one moves and um, doing all that, but they were still fundamentally sound. They were still athletic. They still could fly. You know, Air Jordan could still fly. And so I just don't understand when, you know, we have to for the GOAT conversation, but I just think it's kind of silly when we try to compare different eras in the NBA. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Leo, but here's here's where I, and I think Stone and I had a conversation about this yeah, a couple of days ago. I don't like comparing eras because I think there is no doubt that if you take someone from the 70s or the 80s and they play in the modern-day NBA, let's just use that as the example, they would get thrashed. <laughs> they would get totally I mean, just embarrassed, right, Theo? I think aside from a guy like Kareem, it, it's hard for me to see a guy from, like, yeah, the 70s, 80s, well, really, 80s maybe more so with Magic and stuff, but like 70s, 60s, those guys would get dropped. Like, I was watching, I don't know why, I was watching um, uh, the Marvin Gaye Star Spangled Banner performance at the All-Star Game in Los Angeles, okay? And so this is early 80s, the greatest <laughs> national anthem rendition of all time. You know how many mustachioed white guys were playing in that All-Star Game? I'm sorry. It, it, they would be... Maybe G League players today. Yeah. Those guys specifically, like Kurt Rambis. Kurt oh, Rambis God. ain't sniffing the active roster in the NBA in 2022. Just not happening at all. And so, I, I don't care. I, I subscribe to the JJ Redick. Will Chamberlain put up numbers against plumbers and contractors, and he's right because that's the comparable athletic ability of what they'd encounter today. Yeah, no, I, I loved that argument from JJ, and I subscribe to that as well. But for me, what makes me stand on this side of the fence, or, or your side of the fence, Ken, is the training methods. Like, where technology has gone and what these guys do in the gym. I mean, I, I feel like when Kurt Rambis was in the gym, it was ankle weights and weight vests. Like, there wasn't what they had to make these guys jump out the gym like a John Moran. Now, like a Russell Westbrook. Like, they just can't keep up physically. They weren't even wearing shoes yeah. that these they guys are today. They, they were, were Chuck Taylors, man. They were wearing right. Chuck T's out there. Now. And they, it just, I just the training for me is really where I stand. I, I bet that their barometer was a bench press and, and a squat like it was back in the old days. When reality, guys like AI says it all the time, and John Moran and Kevin Durant, they don't lift weights anymore, man. It's about resistance training and doing everything to make you jump higher and have a faster, you know, off the dribble. And that's oh, yeah. not what it was back then. Ba basketball weight training is significantly different than than traditional weight training, for sure. But I think the football and basketball are in the same conversation when it comes to generations and just how they would not compete. Uh, baseball, maybe you can make an argument that the best players of the 70s could stand a chance. Modern-day baseball, just because of the nature of the game. But, yeah, that tells you more about baseball than it does sure, sure. <laughs> the athletes. Absolutely. But I will say... There is one athlete, one singular athlete, when he was at his healthiest and in his prime in the NFL that I think one of just maybe not even a handful that could have made the leap from when he was in his prime in the 80s and early 90s to now, and that's Bo Jackson. Oh, Bo Jackson with the speed, the size, the strength, he would be able to play and be an excellent potential pro bowler in modern-day NFL just because he was an absolute cyborg freak of nature. I think Dion's got to be in that conversation as well. Too. Dion, Dion and Barry, yeah, that's good. Now, Barry even had durability problems, though, in the 90s. Imagine what it would be like today. Well, maybe with the new technology and the more understanding about your body and the training and whatnot, he might have been be you know, better set up for, for Sure, I would love to know what Barry Sanders' yeah. diet was. I, lo I love that argument. And, and also, to be honest with you, like when people talk about comparing and contrasting players from different generations, what I like to do is compare it about what you did up against your generation of basketball players. Because, of course, like he said, Bill Russell, you drop him into today's game, it's going to be a lot different. But if you drop Bill Russell at eight years old into today's generation and he grows up in sure. this generation mm. and learns the thing, then I think he would become spectacular. But it's impossible to do that thought experiment, right? Love, but that. Like, Love that. Could you could you imagine though just dropping Bill Russell <laughs> in his prime to go up against Giannis oh, on a no. random like Wednesday night in December? I don't think that yeah. would be good for Bill Russell's legacy.
I, it, it wouldn't be. And it, and it seems sacrilegious. It seems disrespectful to say something like that. But at the end of the day, like, the things that these NBA players are privy to these days, like, I mean, even today, like, you go hoop with a, a Juco player and the skills that they have and the knowledge of the game they have. Ass. Yeah, like, it's way different than a Juco player in the 80s. Those guys used to suck. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> yeah, they were, they, they, like, were there, they were there for all the reasons. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Set shots in four corners. That was your, uh, your, your 80s Juco player. I think I could have dominated Juco ranks in the 80s and 90s, <laughs> like, at my current athletic level. Uh, Air Theo. I like that an <laughs> awful lot. And we apologize to Bill Russell and his family for using him as the prime example of a <laughs> an all-time great who worked in the modern-day NBA. There was uh, no intention of, uh, of being mean about it. But uh, that makes an apology to all of the olds of Paul Meads County and the Treasure mm. Coast and Bill Russell so far in 45 minutes of this and radio Kwame show. And Kwame Brown. Rough start. And Kwame Brown. Well, and no, Kwame we never, Brown. Uh, hold on. Oh, we're we just wiping that from you. Yeah, what are yeah. you talking about, Stone? <laughs> what are you mentioning? I remember Theo did actually no, Theo no, Dorsey Theo, Theo never brought up Kwame Brown and we don't even know who Kwame Brown is not 100 percent sure he's probably a great guy um and if you're just joining us two different words have been uh have been created today here on the show Stone Lebanowitz has invented outroar which <laughs> is a combination of uproar and outrage <laughs> and Theo has invented inability uh inability oh god inability Inabilable. Inabilitable. Right. Inabilitable. That was was it. Inabilitable. (laughs) Yes. It is a form of inability, (laughs) but it is in a weird tense that we have never experienced before. Inabilitable for Theo. That's that new dark matter, man. Yeah, that that dark matter, that (laughs) Haldron Collider, it's doing weird things to the earth right now. Are you experiencing foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Well, well, well. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians and leading-edge treatments and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle joint replacement spine and sports medicine. Medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. When we come back, Joey Chestnut, he ate 63 hot dogs. Is this a sport? And Stone had an observation that I find extremely interesting off of the hot dog eating contest. He's Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levicka. We're world champions, and we're live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. The hot dog eating contest was grotesque as usual, but a, a first-time occurrence did something that I find to be generous. Generous from the... the the least likely place to perform that generosity. I'll explain in a second. Ken Levicka live here on ESPN 106. Three Stone Labanowitz, Theo Dorsey, and me, Ken Levicka. Don't forget the Ken Levicka live podcast is free. Wherever you get your podcast after the show is over, bam, right up on the internet for you. It is free because we are, well, a show for the people. All two hours, every day, in memoriam, right for you. The Ken Levicka live podcast, wherever you get your podcast. How many hot dogs was it yesterday, Stone? Uh, 63, 63 for Joey Chestnut? In 10 minutes. In 10 minutes. And that's mm. seven off of his record, right? 70? Yep. Uh, so I, I can't imagine that going to the hot dog eating contest on Coney Island is what some would call fun. There are I, a lot of people out there, though. A ton of people all the time. But I, I think when it comes to to uh, events like this, Theo and I are probably along the same wavelength. Because Stone still has like the unbridled youth behind him, where he's like, "Oh, let's just go out and be a bunch uh, around a bunch of people and binge drink." Mm. <laughs> like that's Stone's <laughs> mindset right now. Theo and I are a bit more, how do you say, refined. Theo because he's cool, and me because I'm just old and cranky. And so, the thought of going to the hot dog eating contest, Theo, appeals to me in no way, shape, or form. There's no way. I'm trying to think of, like, how much money would you have to pay me to cover 
the hot dog eating contest. Not just go in the crowd, but actually We're talking it. holiday overtime. Yeah. I need the double. I need the not just double pay. I need the 2.5. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that ain't going to cut it. Oh, man. It's so gross. And, uh, like, hot, humid, binge eating, vomiting. Like, I just don't, I don't like any of it. I don't want any part of it. But I was thinking about it yesterday, and I know that this is – just sort of hacky radio discussion. But we have this talk about whether or not auto racing is a sport. Is golf a sport? And I was thinking, is competitive eating really a sport? Yes, it's broadcast on ESPN, (laughs) but is it a sport? And you know what? The amount of physical ability you need to have, the mental strength you need to have, and there is the massive competitive element of it, I think by definition... Those disgusting human beings are indeed, those grotesque human beings are athletes. All of them. I think the competitive aspect is why I would deem it a sport. Because when you do like shuffling, curling, shuffleboard, like, I mean, this one blows it out of the park. There are plenty of sports you can go down where competitive eating, that competitiveness just is is multiple times. But wait, is shuffleboard a, shuffleboard a, a sport? You're damn right it is. Theo? That, that seems more like a game. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> this is a tough one for me because competitive eating isn't a game, right? It's not a game. It's a competition. It's a competition. You can't just go to a bar or you would just go to a bar <laughs> well, you and be could. like, hey, well, you could. Yeah. But I, like, they, I That's lying. literally the only place you can do it, at, like outside of events. like. Yeah, but like an unsanctioned eating contest. I can't imagine Ugh. many restaurants would sign up for that. That's disgusting. Honestly, I don't know how to classify it, but I'm not going to go in with you guys and call it a sport. I'm sorry. I have but, to- but think about how mentally tough you have to be. Do 10 minutes continue to eat and eat and eat. And <laughs> I know I know that your, your basketball league you're playing in right now, Theo, yes. your, your, your neighborhood basketball league, uh, it's competitive. And I know that injuries have befallen all of you and it's a physical battle. But I, I would think that it's more mentally taxing to eat – 40-something hot dogs, hell, 20-something hot dogs in 10 minutes than to play the 40 minutes of basketball you play. It is definitely a, a very good test of what the human body is capable to do. I don't know if I can call it a sport, though. Just I feel like if ESPN wasn't broadcasting this, then we wouldn't even be having this conversation. When Joey Chestnut won and they gave him the belt for the 14th time and he held his hand 15th up. 15th time. Fi- yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Ooh. 15th. And, don't sell him short. Yeah. This guy, this is the glizzy gladiator. And when, the, talking about here. <laughs> and when they held his hand up, he was he was fighting it so hard. He looked like he was in actual physical pain. Because he, he wanted, was. He wanted to throw up, but he had his hand up like a champion, like the ultimate warrior. And I was like, you know what? This guy deserves all of our respect. Is competitive eating a sport? It's also on sports books too. He was minus thirty three hundred to win. Yeah, there's so many things you can bet on on sportsbooks. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I don't know if that is what you would use for a definition. Is, is competitive eating a sport? Is Joey Chestnut an all-time great American athlete? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Now, the thing that I was referencing earlier, a first-time occurrence, a protester ran up onto the stage. And stood next to Joey Chestnut, and we believe it was an animal rights protester, correct? Yeah, his sign said, Exposed Smithfield's Death Star, which is the food manufacturer that does the Nathan's hot dogs. Oh, wow, that's the best research Stone has ever done for this show. (laughs) That is so well done. So so this guy has a a folded-up banner, and he gets in Joey Chestnut's way, and Joey Chestnut ends up putting the dude in a headlock, throwing him to the ground, and then the, like, carnival barker host of the hot dog eating competition wears, like, the straw hat and the, the, the blue suit coat started, like, kicking him. But Joey Chestnut, who is, like, he's he's halfway through another hot dog, does this all-in-one motion and keeps eating, and that truly was a testament to his mental fortitude. I don't know if you saw that, Theo, but that truly was impressive. I don't care how disgusting or annoying it was. I still think two reasons why I would say it's staged. Number one, if you get your tail kicked by a dude that's chugging hot dogs, like, were you really up there to put up any kind of fight? Number two... (laughs) I feel like it's one of those legacy builders that Joey Chestnut needed to to more solidify himself as this great American athlete that you guys are trying to call him 
Because I'm sorry, man. I just can't get into it. Right. Down so, hot dogs. So what you're doing right there kind of sounds to me like those who say that MJ didn't really have the flu. No, the he flu was hungover. Game. Yes, you're right. Yes. Oh, my God. Theo, what do you think about the moon landing? Like, is the moon landing something you believe in? Come hey, on. They didn't bring any pieces of the moon back with them. That's all I know. I you know what I'm they saying? Did. They show most me, definitely show me a piece of the moon. They have moon rocks all day in, I want, in NASA's headquarters. No, no, no. Go to NASA, bring me moon a moon rocks rock. for days. Yeah, how do you know it's a moon rock? I can oh, go get a rock God. from outside and tell you it was a moon rock. No, but it has dust, like stardust. It has stuff all over it. Come on, dude. You, do, you I, went aquamarine science. You, wow. you didn't do physics. Kyrie, yeah, yeah. Kyrie Irving told me, he personally DM'd me. <laughs> And told me to let you guys know on this show, on Ken Levick Alive, that the moon landing was staged. Well, but Aaron Rodgers told me that it wasn't staged. <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers, if anything Aaron Rodgers and Kyrie can agree on is that everything was staged. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers thinks it wasn't staged, but then he's going to tell you about chemtrails. So oh, I wouldn't yeah. trust what Aaron Rodgers has to say. I did not know that Theo had the uh, tinfoil hat on. But Stone, based off the protest, or whether it was real or whether it was staged, what did did the sports books do? Especially Barstool. So Barstool Sportsbook and Bovada Sportsbook actually refunded every better who bet on over 71 and a half hot dogs eaten by Joey Chestnut. They deemed it because he was stopped and he violently put the protester in a chokehold. <laughs> it took off like five, six seconds, which I guess I don't know how many hot dogs he can put down in five or six seconds, what? but apparently a lot. So anybody who took over 71 and a half hot dogs eaten from Joey Chestnut got their money refunded, which I thought, wow. you know, it's a nice little gift. Very nice. Like I would argue they didn't have to do that because he only got <laughs> held up for like a split second and just kept going. Yeah, It was like a John Wick like chokehold and then he like tried to break the neck and then threw the guy down in a matter of like three or four seconds. So I agree with you, but I think because he is an all-American sports uh -huh. icon, I think they was like, you know what, we just got to give it to this guy because he's a champ. So I agree with you there. That's incredible. Wow, that was generous. That was very generous because he did come. He was going to go short of 71 anyways. Yeah, no like his, doubt. There was his no pace way. wasn't there. Um, and I like how I'm talking like I have any clue what I'm <laughs> even discussing right now. Is is competitive eating a sport? 888-760-3776. Before we head to break, let's sneak in Ernesto in Boynton Beach. Ernesto is on Ken Levick Alive. Ernesto, uh, you a sports fan. How, uh, how much of a sport is competitive eating does it get your competitive juices flowing how can you diss the american idol joey chestnuts the guy almost at the same time as eating 400 hot dogs he took a guy out in a <laughs> wrestling move all at the same time and you guys say that he's not an athlete how dare you i from mr lake I don't want to be here. Back in 19-whatever that was, I used to eat a lot of freaking uh, jello shots, and I became number one champion. They can't take that away from me. And now you're saying that competitive eating is nothing, but it's not even a sport? Come on, man. you got to have the technical fortitude to have all this food shoved down your face and eat it and get it down your throat and not puke. It takes an athlete. No, gentlemen, those are American athletes. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a good day. Appreciate you, Ernesto. You know, I was thinking about it, guys. Uh, uh, Joey Chestnut is indeed the prototypical American athlete in 2022. Completely gluttonous, violent, and doesn't believe in free speech. How there we go. That? I like it. That's a great that's that. Great is an American sports hero. <laughs> is competitive eating is competitive eating a sport? But also I want to discuss when we come back of the big 3 holiday main courses, where do hot dogs rank? Cuz believe it or not, I was thinking about this yesterday as well. My Independence Day was a tad boring. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. Yes, yes, yes. We'll get to KD as well. And Kyrie. And the Heat. Don't worry. It's on the docket. You've lived with our nonsense before. You know it's coming. He's Theodore CWP TV News Channel 5. WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 1063.